0: You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Abby. Today we're going to reflect
1: back on 2022, but first let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Sarah?
0: I want to give a recap of the train trip that I took with our family to go out to California. We got a rental car and left from Chicago. And then the train left around 2 p.m., and then it was a full 48 hours. And our train was running a little bit late, so it was actually slightly more than that. Mm. We got two sleeper cars that were right across from each other, which was great. They were out of family bedrooms where all four of us could have slept in one room. But I think it worked out better to have two separate spaces Mm -hmm. so we could split up based on what people wanted to do, who wanted quiet, who was wanting to play a game. And I think bedtime went smoother with us being one parent, one kid per Mm. room.
1: Mm -hmm. And did you have two bathrooms also?
0: No, we used a communal bathroom in the hallway. Okay. In the family bedroom, there would have been a bathroom in the room. Got it. But that was fine. And there's a shower downstairs that you could use as well. It was great. The kids were at perfect ages for it. They had so much fun. We had so much fun. Neil and I got to spend time hanging out and talking with each other when there was the configuration of the kids in one room and us in one during the day. The kids can read independently. They listen to audiobooks. We played games, got to chat with each other. Highly recommend. HP was wanting us to take the train back Mm -hmm. instead of flying back. And I definitely think we'll try and do more family train trips in the future. I love it. What's new with you? I am having a hard time with the transition away from school
1: and the combined overwhelm of the holidays. So for listeners out there who might be struggling with your own stuff this time of year, I see you. It's just a season. We can get through it. (laughs) Now let's talk about
0: what we've been reading. What is your latest read, Sarah? I listened to Calm Christmas and a Happy New Year by Beth Kempton. This was a recommendation from Kelsey of the Girl Next Door podcast. And it is a very short book on how to make the most of the holiday season in a way that makes sense for your family. I especially loved her thoughts on gift-giving and reflecting on the year ahead in a purposeful way. And I really liked the part at the beginning where she talked about these different stories around Christmas and thinking about which ones are most important to you. Mm. So it was things like faith and tradition and magic, and abundance, and just really thinking about, hey, this means a lot to me, and I want to emphasize this, and this one really does it, and I can let some of the things go around it. And I hadn't ever thought about it in quite that way and really enjoyed it. That sounds great. I also liked how short and easy to consume it was. I think the audiobook was less than four hours long. Sometimes these kind of nonfiction books feel like they go on longer than they need to, Mm to be longer, to be more of a full-length book. Yeah. And this one felt like just the right amount of content. Mm, So satisfying. I would recommend it. It was a great read to get in the mindset heading into the season. And I can see myself re-listening again next year. I even considered buying the ebook, which I might do in the future, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of these questions for reflection mm-hmm. that in the audiobook I felt like I got a sense of it and that it was still really helpful, but that I might actually want to spend more time diving into those questions and being able to see it. And my library doesn't have the ebook, so we'll just see what happens next year.
1: <laughs>
0: what have you been reading? I recently finished The Stand-in by Lily Chu. This is a
1: romance about Gracie, who was recently fired from her terrible job and then gets asked to impersonate Wei Fang Li, a Chinese megastar who's staying in Toronto while she's in a play. Okay. (laughs) Enter Sam, Fang Li's BFF, and Gracie's love interest. So you can imagine Predictably, how it unfolds from there, but it was very enjoyable, very solid. I enjoyed all the characters, especially the friendship between Gracie and Fong Lee and Mm -hmm. how family played into their relationship. And I would recommend this one. Yeah, it sounds really fun. Now, let's move on to our topic for today reflecting on the year that was 2022.
0: Sarah, how would you describe 2022 overall? It's the best year we've had as a family unit in a while. Neil's work was steady and fully staffed. My work was enjoyable and uneventful in the best kind of way. Mm. I'm making progress on my library degree. The kids feel settled in their routines. It's just felt normal after several years of major upheaval, both personally and globally. Yeah, I will say that in the last few months, there has been a lot of sadness in the lives of family and friends. So I've been holding that alongside my gratitude for the year. This year for us was
1: full of adjustments for me to full-time school and clinical experiences, which was mostly positive. But then, as I just said, the adjustment away from that now Mm -hmm. has been another thing to contend with. And then alongside that with Andrew and the kids having me around less, which was harder on all of us, really. And it was a big year of progress But also the growing pains that come with that. Yeah. So you and I each choose a word for the year. Mm -hmm. So let's tell what our word was for 2022 and talk about how it went.
0: I chose the word adventure, and I think I did okay. I do think we did more adventuring than usual. Mm. Some small and some big. Ones that come to mind are... HP's annual birthday camping trip, which my sister came to this year, which was really fun. Mm -hmm. Our first amusement park trip with the kids and my mom. We went to an indoor water park with friends over fall break. And then, of course, our big trip to California, where there were lots of little adventures packed in throughout. Looking ahead, even before the year ends, we're going to have an overnight in St. Louis and see my family in Missouri. I think we did more this year because things feel more back to normal than they have since pre-COVID. So it felt like we could do more, Mm -hmm. but it was also easier and more fun with the ages that our kids are. Mm -hmm. The work to fun ratio of travel has Mm -hmm. drastically shifted and I am really loving that and I feel like we are starting to take advantage of that as well. I love to hear that and I look forward to that for myself. (laughs) It's in your future. (laughs) I do wish we'd done maybe more smaller adventures locally as a family. That said, I think a huge part of why that did not happen was that I worked every Sunday. And through the summer, I also worked a lot of Saturdays. On the Saturdays in the school year when we were all home, we were trying to cram in home admin tasks like grocery shopping and putting our house back together after It devolved throughout the week. Mm -hmm. I would also usually be finishing up a school assignment. And then the kids were out having fun with their neighborhood friends. So because Neil and I had so much we felt like we needed to get done and the kids were happy with creating their own adventures on the street, we didn't really pursue a lot of whole family things. Given all those constraints, I think it is reasonable that we didn't make that happen and more realistic to look ahead To this year, as my schedule shifts with my new job and hopefully opens up a little bit more time. Another adventure for me was taking up running. Feels like a personal adventure. Mm -hmm. I love having something I'm working toward that's just for me, though, it was especially fun when Neil trained for a race on Thanksgiving. And we didn't train together, as in go on runs together, but we would talk about what runs we did and how things were going, and I loved working alongside him toward a similar goal. I love that. And then for the kids, I feel like they had more independent adventures in the neighborhood with their friends, and I love seeing them grow in that way. Overall, give myself a B plus, A minus on adventuring this year. Great. What was your word for 2022?
1: My word was equilibrium. And I chose it because I wanted to cultivate that Mm -hmm. in my relationships, internally, in the family, with all the changes. And did I maintain my equilibrium in the midst of everything? Mostly, yes. Mm -hmm. Was this still a pretty destabilizing year? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but not all of that was a bad thing, I think. Doing a career change is always going to be a big shift, especially if Mm -hmm. it involves a transition year like this was. It's not like I could just take a different job in the same field or something, which I think could be destabilizing in and of itself. But it was a huge thing. yes, And it also felt important and like I was on the right track. And that feels like a kind of equilibrium Mm. as well. So I think this word worked for me (laughs) as well as it was going to. Yeah. So last year, you and I both identified specific goals that we
0: said we'd do in 2022. Let's talk about how those went. I said that I wanted to get back into working out. And at the time, I was recovering from my surgery that I had in December. I definitely did that. It was a great exercise year for me. I also said I wanted to find a mindfulness or gratitude practice that centers me. I did not do this, (laughs) but it also didn't feel necessary. That Mm. I felt pretty centered, so I feel fine about not being able to check that box. I wanted to play more games as a family, both with the kids and with Neil. We did this a lot on the train trip and Mm. during our time in California, and it was really fun. But the rest of the year, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, I said I wanted to get a handle on the garden, which happened not at all except for when you sent me some flower seeds after our mid-year check-in, and then we had flowers growing. So there was one bright spot. Otherwise, our garden was fairly barren throughout the year. (laughs) My goals were to find a physical activity that
1: works for my schedule and that I can do consistently to support my emotional health. And I've talked about this before, but that's biking for me. Mm -hmm. When I bike commute, everything is great. (laughs) So that was awesome to figure that out about myself. To hire a cleaning person, which we did. I've also talked about this. We love her. She's come every other week since January, and it has been a huge de-stress situation in our lives. Yeah. And to embrace more frugality than I did in 2021, which I did not. I was not <laughs> frugal. I shot my feelings and also threw money at problems. I'm doing some personal work around this, but I also don't want to beat myself up about it. We have the privilege to say that we're fine financially, and I don't plan to have another year where I work as little as I did this year. So it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Moving
0: forward. Yep. Okay, Sarah, how'd you do with self-care this year? Mostly great. The roughest time for me was in the spring with the combination of school renovation and then the kids being home for Mm -hmm. the summer. Mm -hmm. I felt like I turned to some less healthy coping mechanisms, But I also have a lot of compassion for that Sarah, who was just doing the best she could at the time. (laughs) Besides that self-care slump, I felt like I prioritized getting sleep, which I love, did a good amount of reading, and had a regular exercise routine. And those are my pillars of self-care. So thumbs up. Good self-care year. Great work. Thank you. I did medium on self-care per usual.
1: I definitely did awesome with reading. Yeah. And thinking about reading as self care helped me lean into it even more. And it was a really great reading year, as our listeners will know. I was not always great with sleep, although I did start to enjoy napping this year, which mm. I never have before. That's really a change for me. Yeah. And I am loving that. I love that for you. So overall, it was fine.
0: Mm-hmm. How about relationships this year, Sarah? I feel so grateful for both my marriage and close friendships as they feel strong. While I did a good job maintaining those relationships, I think my circle was smaller than usual this year. With taking on school, the time I had to socialize was so much less than in past years, and so it felt harder to maintain relationships that are still important to me but not the real core because there was just less time. For marriage specifically, I feel like Neil and I are a great team and I'm really proud of the life we've created. And there have been some moments that have felt really hard and just having Neil there with me, I'm just so glad to be doing life with him. I am also really grateful for my work colleagues. Mm. I had so many lovely conversations with them, and enjoying the people that I work with felt like such a light this year. I was very cognizant throughout the year how those relationships provided connection and joy, even if they aren't people I see outside of the work context. And I think it helped me feel that balance that some of the folks who maybe filled that role before that I wasn't able to spend as much time with this past year, I was getting like a similar connection need met through my work relationships. So I was glad to have that be a piece of the puzzle this year. And it's the biggest thing I will miss moving into a new job. Yeah.
1: It was a good year for friends for me. I continue to really enjoy the parent friends that we have made through Plum School, Mm -hmm. and nursing school really added to my local friends. I made connections with several lovely people who were classmates, and then also I met wonderful people through my clinical experiences. Mm -hmm. And while there are only a few that I think I'll keep in close touch with, it's really nice To see myself as having a network of people that I connected with through that school experience that are also in this professional world and trying to do a good job at this job that I am wanting to have and do. Mm -hmm. So that has been really great. Honestly, one of the hardest things for me about the transition away from school and away from that clinical experience is that I was working 36 hours a week. In the hospital. So interacting with patients, interacting Mm -hmm. with other nurses, providers, our surgical techs, other students, and to go from doing that for a solid two months and still seeing school friends and, you know, finishing up projects and stuff to nothing has been part of the problem for extrovert me. (laughs) Yeah, it's a big change. So yesterday I had lunch with my preceptor, who was my nurse mentor while I was working at the hospital. And she has since left that job for her own family reasons and is working at a job that's much more individual. And Mm -hmm. we talked for an hour and 45 minutes at lunch because we were both, I think, a little desperate for a conversation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you were able
1: to connect. Me too. And then friendships out of town were also wonderful this year. We camped with friends. We visited friends and family, kept in close touch with several people who are dear to me. This year, I really appreciated the history of them knowing me and me knowing them Mm -hmm. and the comfort that those friendships hold. It was really wonderful, especially in the midst of the turmoil and change sort of in my daily life Mm -hmm. to have those friendships as touchstones for who I am and who I want to be was really wonderful. And then with Andrew, it has been highs and lows. You know, it's a really big adjustment to go from being the at-home partner who's doing Mm -hmm. most of the house stuff and the cooking Yep. and the bulk of the childcare, the primary parent. And so I think we had some struggles with that this year, but I think we came through it really well. And I think I feel appreciated by him in a different way now Mm. after having had this year. Mm -hmm. And I think that we both realized that what's the most important thing to us is the emotional support that we provide each other Mm -hmm. and that that can kind of get lost in the day-to-day routines and trying to get everybody out the door and get the meal on the table and get the dishes in the dishwasher and all that stuff, but that he and I do better When we emotionally connect throughout the Mm -hmm. day, if possible, or, you know, sit down and just say, hey, let's just talk. Yeah. And we have been trying to do more of that and have been doing more the past just couple months. And it's been really good. I'm glad. How is this year for your physical health, Sarah?
0: The biggest change for me was getting an iron infusion right at the start of the year It is not an exaggeration to say it has been (laughs) life-changing. It was so validating to know that there was an underlying physical cause for my extreme exhaustion and that there was a solution, which is not always the case with medical things. Yep. And I am so grateful. I wish I would have known this 12 years ago when I first learned that I had low iron, Mm -hmm. but I'm glad that I know now. I'm glad I found someone who was able to help me. And really, it is hard to describe how much better physically I feel now than I did this time last year. I'm so glad. In terms of physical activity, it's been the best year for me that I've had in a long time. Have a great routine going to Orange Theory three or four times a week. And then as the year progressed, starting to run outside more and more. And then I completed three 10Ks over the course of the year. There have been a couple of lulls, including right now, mostly due to illness. But for so much of the year, it's been a really integral part of my weekly routine. And I'm glad that my physical health was such that that was able to be the case. Nice. Also, I don't have cancer.
1: (laughs) Two thumbs up. Love to hear it, my friend. (laughs) How was
0: your physical health this year?
1: My physical health is good. I love how bike commuting makes me feel, and I love that I found that and hope that I can continue it going forward. Another small change, which has actually made a big difference, is that I started taking stinging nettle drops. This is like an Mm -hmm. extract that you can buy to help with allergies and phlegm. So in August, September, October, I usually get like a gross tickle in my throat that like you try and clear it, but it's just like Mm -hmm. post-nasal drip constantly And it's just really unpleasant, and I've tried the nose sprays, and I've tried the allergy medicine, and some things make it worse. But putting the stinging nettle drops under my tongue for not even that long of a time, maybe like two weeks when it started to get bad, made an enormous difference. And I never Mm. had that cough this year. Interesting. So that was wild. And then the last thing is I also really like having an active job.
0: Mm. Nursing
1: where I'm physically doing things. Yes. Has really worked for me. I really enjoy it. How was your 2022 for
0: parenting? I think it's probably a combination of the therapy that Neil and I did a few years ago and the kids getting older. But parenting's felt easier. Not that I'm always doing it right, but that I can catch myself sooner when things start to turn and get back on track even within the same sentence, Mm. that I can feel myself being frustrated and then come around by the end to a more positive frame and I'm no longer just barreling full steam ahead in the wrong direction. (laughs) There was actually an instance a few weeks ago where there was some full steam ahead barreling (laughs) and lots of feelings. And it made me realize that that's not normal anymore. Mm. That it felt like a huge aberration, and we were able to talk about it and all move forward in a way that I also don't think had happened as well in the past. Mm -hmm. I think generally as a family, we are getting better at communicating with each other. I love it. More of that in 2023. (laughs) Come on. May it be so. (laughs) Also, seen growth in seeing some of the things that HP struggled with when he was E's age, E is now struggling with, Mm -hmm. and seeing how Neil and I respond now, Mm. and that it is just a much healthier way to move through the situation. Great job, everybody. Not that there are not plenty of areas for growth that I think we'll talk about in our next episode. (laughs) Yep. Don't get the wrong idea, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) But when I zoom out, I do think we're headed in a good direction as a family. Awesome.
1: Parenting for us this year was not great, but not terrible. This theme of so much change Mm -hmm. and it being hard on the kids and I had less actual time to troubleshoot or connect in the ways that I would have been able to when I was home more that would have solved the problem or maybe wouldn't because my kids are different developmentally. You know, it's just hard to say. Yeah. In the Visible Child Facebook group, Robin Enzing recommends the Louise Bates Ames books that are like, your one-year-old, your Mm two-year-old. Not for the parenting advice that's in there, but just because they're really accurate to what's developmentally happening with most kids at those ages.
0: Interesting.
1: And the Your Three-Year-Old book, the subtitle is Friend or Enemy? (laughs) (laughs) And- I know that Plum is six, but it feels like we're moving into seven. And the seven-year-old book is Life in a Minor Key. Mm -hmm. So the things that were hard this year, I think, were made harder by circumstances. But they might have also just been hard Mm -hmm. developmentally. Mm -hmm. My enemy in a minor key, basically. (laughs) (laughs) And it was also hard that Andrew had to do a lot of solo parenting while also working full time. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a lot for anybody. It is. And he stepped up to the plate admirably in most cases, but I think we all just, you know, it was rough. For the most part, I still enjoyed the kids, but there was less time for that too. Mm
0: -hmm. And it
1: felt like the time that we did have was filled with obligations and deadlines and schedule stuff. So good riddance to that. (laughs) We'll be leaving that behind.
0: Let's talk about how things went for us professionally in 2022. I loved my work this year at the public library in the outreach department There was such a great variety of meaningful work, and as I've already mentioned, wonderful colleagues, and just being in the public library. I'll start my new job in just a couple days, and I hope I like the change as much as I think I will. Well, no more soon. With school, I am more than halfway through my program now, which feels like a big milestone, Mm -hmm. and that the end is actually in sight instead of just this long journey. That I'm embarking on. (laughs) (laughs) How has your professional life been this year? I have been
1: validated over and over this year in my choice to pursue nursing, which is so nice Mm -hmm. if you make a big change and there's lots of money involved and time. It's really nice to feel like you're on the right track. Yes. And I know that there are a lot of systemic issues with the profession. I mean, I've been exposed to tons of them already just in one year of having clinical experiences. Mm -hmm. But I feel really good about the work that I can do as an individual to connect with people and to provide person-centered care. And really, nursing is a good job for an extrovert. Like, it's lots of people time, Mm -hmm. which I really liked, and lots of adult people time, which Mm -hmm. I was really Mm -hmm. in need of. Also this year, I connected with a home birth midwife in Birmingham and became her birth assistant, and that connection to community birth has been really lovely, and I just Mm. also really enjoy her. I've been learning all the medical aspects of birth and like care in the perinatal year through nursing school, but then to have this complement it feels really wonderful as well. Mm. What was your creative life like in
0: 2022, Sarah? It was fine. My biggest creative projects were this podcast and playing the piano. I didn't play as much as I'd like to, but I was always so glad when I did make the time. While I don't know that I would say that my creative life is flourishing, it's at a level that feels good to me right now. I don't feel a huge desire to take on more or make it more of a priority. And I'm really proud of us for keeping this podcast going throughout Mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. It felt harder this year than in years past, Yep, but we did it. And I'm also proud of us for acknowledging when it wasn't going to happen and scheduling a rerun a few weeks ago to give ourselves some grace and breathing room when life felt really full and not stressing out about it. I agree.
1: The podcast was my main creative outlet this year as well. I also have done some playing my harmonium and chanting, which I haven't Mm. done for a really long time, Mm -hmm. but has been wonderful. And also coloring, which I got Mm. into during my rotation in the adolescent psych unit at the hospital. We did a lot of coloring with the patients. And I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, this is really therapeutic and beautiful. And I love it. So I have also been doing coloring, which is a fun thing to do with plum as well. Mm. Are you doing it in adult coloring books or freeform? Some freeform. So where you draw a shape and then you divide the shape and then you put different patterns in it and color, Mm -hmm. like a Zentangle kind of thing, I think they call it. And then also we have printed holiday coloring pages. Mm -hmm. And that was really fun, too. Yeah, sounds great. What's been happening with your home and
0: physical environment this year, Sarah? When we recorded this episode last year, I was hoping that all of our renovation projects would be done by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And that did not happen, but we have made great progress. The first half of the renovation is complete. Awesome. We now have a separate laundry room, which freed up space in the pantry. It feels like our home is already so much more functional. And I'll talk more about it in the next episode. But I do think that this time next year, it all really will be done. (laughs) In terms of our everyday environment, it felt chaotic a lot of the year. (laughs) Keeping our home organized and tidy was very low on our priority list. Most of the time that was fine. And then sometimes it was a real added stress when you'd look around and life already felt overwhelming. And then it's like, why are there so many clothes on the living room floor? (laughs) Where do all the dirty socks come from? Yes,
1: where do they come from? That's my question as well.
0: (laughs) But we got through and I think both Neil and I just kind of shrugged our shoulders and we're doing the best we can and we can't do everything and we'll deal with it on the weekend. Honestly, mostly Neil dealing with it on the weekend when I was catching up on school stuff. Or working. Or working. That's correct. So thank you, to Neil for getting the home back in order so we could enjoy it for a couple hours before it all fell apart again. (laughs) (laughs) How was your physical and home environment? I'm just
1: really loving our home and feel so lucky to have it. I think, honestly, having it cleaned every two weeks Mm -hmm. and so having to pick up in advance of Mm -hmm. it having cleaned was a big part of that. I gradually brought people more on board with the picking up. It was a lot Mm -hmm. me rushing around the night before for a while, Mm -hmm. which really didn't work very well for me.
0: Yeah. Angrily throwing things into the spots.
1: Yep. (laughs) And also slamming and kind of grumping and things like that. (laughs) Not great. (laughs) But the kids are getting older. They're more responsible. Andrew is more aware of what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I have made it clear that I need more buy-in from everybody. So that is coming. Great. I think it will continue to improve, I hope. But the other thing about the house this year is that I don't know if it was because I was just in it too much before, but being out of the house more at school and, Mm. you know, in clinic, I feel Mm -hmm. like gave me a better perspective on things like decorating and hanging art. Mm. Listeners will know that I started collecting art sort of in a low-key way this year because I started to feel inspired about making the home more of what I want. And I think some of that was having separation from it and not just being there all the time. So that was really nice and something to look forward to. The garden is in complete disarray, thanks to the chickens, (laughs) as I mentioned on a recent pod. And the planning that I did last fall in the front yard is struggling because I did not get the light right. And also we have a really big tree out there that really needs some love from a tree professional of some kind. But the zinnias growing in the garden this summer was awesome. And we got an enormous Christmas tree this year and I love it. So highs and lows. (laughs) Yeah. As with everything. Sarah, what are you happy to leave behind in 2022?
0: Working on Sundays. I loved my Sunday bookmobile route. It was my favorite part of my job, and I'll really miss it. But this will be the first time in more than three years that I won't be working at least one day on the weekend. I will still have two weekdays off and can hopefully get most of my classwork done then, and Mm -hmm. then I'll have the whole weekend. It just sounds so luxurious. Yes. My hope is that it will help Neil and I feel more on top of our home admin and give us more breathing space to connect as a family. I hope that too. I am looking forward to leaving behind the stress
1: of school and constantly changing schedules. Mm -hmm. I am so ready to settle into a routine of a steady nursing job and figure out how to make that work with the family. I'm really looking forward to some kind of normalcy there. Yeah. What are you hoping to carry forward from
0: 2022, Sarah? The solid exercise routine that I have cultivated. It has been such a touchstone for me throughout the year, and I just want to keep it going. To be honest, December has felt harder to be inspired to exercise for lots of reasons, including a minor injury, illness, and just the changing of the season and the grayness hitting me in mm-hmm. a different way. Yeah. But I do feel confident that the foundation I've built will be there for me in the new year. Yeah. And then I also hope to carry forward calm parenting. This is not perfect, but I feel like my ability to communicate with my kids in a calm, effective way has grown a lot. And I want to keep that going. I love it. What I most want to take forward
1: in 2023 is the community that I made through school and nursing and have Mm -hmm. continued to nurture here in Birmingham. So all of that, just more community, more friends, more hanging out, more enjoying ourselves with people that we like. Also work that I enjoy. I hope that Mm -hmm. that continues and the sense that I'm on the right path professionally, which I don't know that I've really felt this strongly in a while. So that's really wonderful. And then finally, bike commuting. I want to continue bike commuting. I want that for you. What was the best thing you spent your time
0: on this year, Sarah? Running, reading with my kids, playing the piano, the times that I did, and recently rewatching Ted Lasso. Mm, So good. What were the best things you spent your time on? School
1: was definitely worth it. I love working with birthing people and their families. It's such a gift to be able to be present and witness and help keep everyone safe in this big transition of welcoming a baby into the family and the world. Hmm. And then connecting with my kids in small ways. I've started waking Plum up 10 minutes early so we can lie in our bed and talk. And then snuggling Pepper, who's still snuggly, even as he's getting bigger, and talking to him as we ride bikes to and from daycare. Mm-hmm. It's much different than in the car because he's still in a rear-facing child seat Mm
0: -hmm. and so we're
1: not even seeing the same things at the same time Mm -hmm. but when he's right there behind me on the bike it's this really intimate communing experience that we're having together and we can converse in what feels like a much more grown-up way for him Mm -hmm. what was your biggest time waster in 2022
0: nagging my kids to get ready in the morning (laughs) It seems like they won't get ready without me nagging them, but then it also seems like it doesn't help at all and just annoys everyone. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Including me. Yep. (laughs) Today, I went on a walk with a friend around the park and told them to be ready when I got back and I'd be ready to walk with them to school. And they were. Oh my gosh. HP was like, see, mom, you don't have to keep reminding us. We get it done if you don't remind us. And... I think it helped that I was out of the house Mm -hmm. because I think they rely on me if I'm there, Mm -hmm. that I don't have to pay that much attention because mom will remind me. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I should go on more walks with friends in the morning. (laughs) I love that idea. Mine is also parenting related.
1: Somehow we got into this after shower game that the kids started playing where they would curl up in their towels on the floor into eggs And we would have to Uh hatch them by tickling their backs and saying things like, wow, I hope this egg hatches. (laughs) And it just got to be more and more elaborate and take longer and longer. And then finally, I was like, you know what? We're not doing hatching anymore. That's not a thing. It's over. Don't try to do Mm -hmm. it. No one will hatch you. You will just stay in your towel on the floor forever. It's not going to (laughs) happen. And now we have so much more time for reading bedtime stories. And I'm so Mm, much less annoyed. I wish that I had stopped it before. We spent so long on it and before I was so annoyed
0: about it. But mm-hmm. we're in a good spot mm-hmm. with it now. <laughs> yep. How have you changed this year, Sarah? By becoming a runner, which is not something I thought I would say about myself. Mhm. And I became a nurse this year. There you go.
1: All right, it's time for our lightning round. We're just going to go through some categories
0: and tell about our favorites for the year. First, TV show. Still Ted Lasso. The rewatch is bringing me a lot of joy.
1: And I have a new one lately called Your Home Made Perfect, which is a Scottish home show with Mm. architects and virtual reality on Hulu. Would highly recommend. Favorite purchase. The Awala Free Sip Water Bottle, recommended to me by you. And my favorite is art from my cousin by marriage, Nicole Simmons. Favorite secondhand win.
0: We got some weights that were being sold on the neighborhood listserv for not very much money. Mm -hmm. And then Neil built a weight bench from scrap wood we had lying around and the foam that was wrapping the tiles that we got for the renovation. Mm. Sweet. Not a total secondhand win, but using some secondhand things to make the weight bench. Oh, it totally counts. And my favorite is a plant
1: stand that I found on our alley. I really upped the plants that I have this year. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they live outside in the summer on our covered porch, but I needed Mm -hmm. more surfaces to set them on. And I was biking down the alley. I was like, wait a minute. That looks like it could be a plant stand. And I I mean, I don't think that's what it was meant to be, but it's just a small wooden shelf that has two spots. And it was perfect. Favorite event? Our train trip out to California. And mine is the birth of the first baby that I saw
0: born at the hospital. Mm. Favorite kid's milestone? Them walking to and from school together, which they don't do all the time, but it is very helpful to our family to have that option available.
1: And mine is plum reading. Mm. It's been awesome. Favorite guilty or not so guilty pleasure? Watching clips of Say Yes to the Dress on YouTube. And mine is Taco Bell. I've started getting Taco Bell every Friday before we go meet friends at the park, and I am 100% here for it. Favorite comfort food this year?
0: Sweet and spicy broad ripple chips. These are very thick Mm -hmm. chips from a local company. I love to buy these when I grocery shop as a treat to myself to eat the whole bag. It's like a little bag and I just eat the whole thing when I get home. Do not share them at all. They're too spicy for my family. Mm, Perfect. Love it.
1: Mine is also something I do not share. And these are Alden's ice cream bars. They're very expensive. They come in a pack of three. I take them out of the box and they just Mm -hmm. have a plain white wrapper and put them in the freezer so no (laughs) Uh one knows what they are. (laughs) And then I eat them all myself. Nice. That's the end on our reflection for 2022. Listeners, we would love to know how your 2022 was and we would love it if you would join us next time as we look toward 2023. Now let's talk about what we've been eating. I want to share about an autumn sangria I made on Thanksgiving Day. I saw a recipe on Instagram that inspired this, but I changed it up to things that I like better. So I added champagne, bourbon, apple cider, so the unfiltered apple cider from the grocery store, maple syrup, and a small can of ginger ale. And then for the fruit, I put in sliced up apples and oranges Mm -hmm. and stirred it all together, drank it over ice.
0: It was delicious and refreshing. What have you been eating, Sarah? I was going to share about the food we ate on the train. Mm. When you get a sleeper car, you also get meals in the dining car included in that. Okay. And the menu is not super extensive, but- It was great. I feel like kind of what you would expect Mm -hmm. in terms of what can they heat up in the train to feed to you, since that's essentially what's happening. But you get dessert at both lunch and dinner. Uh And they had a really good blueberry cheesecake that was a favorite of HP and Neil. And then they had a chocolate mousse cake. Oh, yum. And so decadent. Really just added to the experience for the whole family. (laughs) I love that. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Abby, and with all of you listeners.
1: You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes in your podcast player. You can also leave us a comment on Instagram at friendlierpodcast or
0: email us friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly.
1: it's me. I'm the leader. Yep. Okay. <laughs> like, we just talked about that and then I couldn't remember. It's confusing to have two in one, like in yeah. one document. Anyway. Okay.
0: Now let's... I know I kept looking for the new one. I was like, did she send me an email with a new outline? And then I realized it was just below. I was like, oh, okay. Just keep scrolling. <laughs> Sidebar, what is your Taco Bell order?
1: Mexican pizza and seven layer nacho fries. All right. There you go.